Bonjour. You're listening to the Living Well podcast. In this podcast, I will be taking you on my amazing journey to living well. I will be teaching you how to manage your mind as well as giving you the nutritional secrets I learned growing up in Paris. My goal is to help you achieve mind and body balance and to show you what is truly possible for you in your life. I am excited to share it all with you. I'm Carol, your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach. Welcome to the Living Well Podcast. It's a lovely, peaceful morning here in Los Angeles, and I am very excited to be here with you and for you. So each week on Thursdays, I will be releasing a new topic on thinking well, eating well, and living well. The topics might not always resonate with each of you right away, but my goal is to really plant a seed that will slowly grow in your mind, in your body, and in your soul to achieve a well-balanced and joyful life. So let's get started. In this very first episode, we're going to start very strong and talk about buffering. I looked up the actual definition of buffering, and it says that buffering is to lessen or moderate the impact of something. So it's a sort of a cushion, sort of a bumper we add to absorb a shock. So when we talk about emotions, buffering is the action of using external things to change how we feel emotionally. It's something we do to keep us from fully experiencing our life. It's something we do to help us hide from our reality. But why do we do that? Well, first of all, Society has been telling us that feeling bad should be avoided at all costs. And it's true. Most of us believe we should always be happy, that we deserve happiness. And so when we're not happy and we're dealing with difficult emotions, well, it's hard and I get that. So what do we do? We sort of go in survival mode and we use whatever is there to distract ourselves from feeling the emotions. We want to avoid the pain because the pain feels uncomfortable. So instead of allowing the feeling to be present, we do everything we can to avoid it. In doing that, we compensate for it using buffers, using cushions, such as food, alcohol, shopping, social media, work, porn. The problem is that even though it might really feel good in the moment, that emotion we're trying to avoid is still there afterwards. It's still there once we've, we're done with the food, with the alcohol, with, with anything, with the over anything. It's still there. Nothing's changed except we now feel even worse because, and I see it with a lot of my clients, when they overeat, they gain weight and then they feel sick and disgusted and they can't fit in their clothes and they're just left feeling terrible. And then they're stuck in a vicious circle because that feeling miserable drives them into wanting to hide even more and into having no choice but to reach out for more food to forget about that shame and that misery they got to. But buffering 
is a false pleasure. It's only in the moment that it feels good. It provides a temporary relief. But that emotion that they were trying to avoid in the first place in the end just always comes back harder than it even started. The really funny thing is that buffering is actually a very logical way for the brain to react with. The brain is actually working just the way it should. Because if you think about it, the brain's main mission is to protect us. And remember what we said in the beginning, buffering is a shield. So the brain is trying to protect us from danger, whether the danger is real or not, and to protect us from feeling the negative emotions. So the brain is really just working the way it should. And that part of our brain that works on instinct is called our primitive brain. It doesn't think. It only just reacts fast. Our thinking brain is called our prefrontal cortex, and that's the part of our brain we can actually work from and with to help control our buffering. The problem is that no one ever taught us in school how to manage our emotions. I mean, some schools now, when I see it with my kids, are starting, just starting to develop mind-managing programs, but it's still like in its very early stage. And I tell my kids, you can learn the toughest math and have all the degrees in the world and go to Harvard. But if you haven't learned to manage your emotions, you will have a tough time navigating through life's challenges. And there's a really high chance that you will have to compensate with food, alcohol, drugs, etc. to function in this intricate society we're in. So since most of us were never taught how to manage our emotions and that actually we were really just taught the opposite to completely avoid feeling negative emotions, then the only way we knew and we know most of the time still how to survive is by numbing ourselves with food, with the alcohol, with the overshopping, with the overworking and over social media and over gambling and all of it. So the result of the buffering is that we then go around and around because our brain wants to help us escape our lives. And it becomes all about the things we do to avoid a feeling and to get a quick pleasure hit instead of feeling it. But life really isn't just about happy. In order for happy to even exist, we need sad to exist. So by buffering, you're actually just tricking your brain and really tricking yourself. The pain you try to avoid by avoiding feeling the emotion, you actually feel by overeating or overdrinking and feeling miserable later and still having to face that emotion afterwards. So think about it. Are you really happier when you overeat and when you overdrink and over any buffer? Are you, are you feeling happier? When you binge eat to compensate for rejection or for loneliness or for boredom, it's really just a dopamine kick. The more we eat, the more we want to eat. The more we drink, the more we need to drink. And it sort, of be, it sort of becomes this perpetual issue 
in our life because experiencing pleasures just makes us want to experience more pleasure, even when it's all fake. And it's just an awful, vicious circle that never ends. We will talk in our next episodes about allowing the emotions to be present, allowing boredom to be here, allowing the anxiety to sit next to you when you drive, when you travel, when you sleep, allowing frustrated to exist and to be there with you. We will talk about all this and you will see that staying present with the emotions, with all of your negative emotions makes your human experience a lot better. If we were meant to feel positive all the time, that would be sort of creepy, don't you think? I remember when my father died 20 years ago, leaving my brother and I without our father, still young, leaving my mother, a widow at age 49. All I wanted to do was to feel sad and missing him. And I know that the day my boys will be moving out, I'll want to feel that void and reflect on our beautiful memories. And I think I will need to feel that emptiness in order for me to rise even higher and refigure my life. Without that emptiness, without that, that, that sort of more negative feeling, you sometimes can't find your, 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 your new purpose. So I want you to ask yourself this. What will happen if I stop escaping myself? I want you to consider the possibility that life could be much better without the false pleasures in it. I want you to be willing to live without the pretend emotions. Avoiding the emotions doesn't make the emotions go away. It just helps you not seeing it or feeling it for a bit and you pretend it isn't there, but it is there. And if it's there, it's there for a reason. It's there to allow you to do the work and grow even stronger and prouder. So allow the emotions, connect to your body, feel the energy that is flowing and where is that energy flowing and where it might be stuck. And don't be afraid to turn on the lights and to start living. Before we end today, I would like to give you a small exercise that you can easily practice at home and that will start helping you shift your actions and help you experience a life of well-being. This little exercise is going to take five minutes in your day. I recommend um, you doing it in the morning for it will allow you to have a greater, easier start to your day. So the exercise is, I want you to write down your thoughts. We're going to call it a thought download. You're going to write down whatever is on your mind at that point in time. No filter, no judgment, not worrying that anyone will read it. This is really just for you. Put the timer on for five minutes. Take a nice notebook that you like or even a simple piece of paper or do it on your phone. 
just start writing. I really prefer you write it on paper. Transfer it to the piece of paper. Start writing everything and anything that's on your mind for those five minutes. It can be picking up your clothes at the cleaner. It can be the argument you had with someone. It can be the weather. It can be you didn't sleep well or you slept well. Whatever it is, just write down everything that's on your mind at that moment for, the, for five minutes. We will discuss what to do with that thought download over the next episodes. But just the fact of transferring your thoughts onto the piece of paper and to slowly becoming your um, the, the watcher of your thoughts will start lighting up your mind and your life. I want you to try and build that habit of doing this every day. Make it automatic, like brushing your teeth. And feel free to comment about how this is making you feel. And I will answer any of your questions. Thank you so much. And until next week, be well, think well, eat well, and live well. Ciao, ciao. To work with me, please sign up for your free session on my calendar at www.calendly.com forward slash carolthelifecoach. You can find the link in my bio. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it on iTunes and share it with your friends. And together, let's learn to live well and help change the world one person at a time. Thank you.